Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Guys, episode 544, if you're listening to this in real time, um, you're either listening on the way to the firearm deer woods here in Illinois. Um, a magical time for a lot of people and a very feared time for other people for their deer. Uh, controversial topics there. Maybe we can get into that on a future episode. But uh, best of luck to you if you're going out with a bow and your blaze orange or you're going out with a gun and your blaze orange. Do your thing. Be safe. Have a good time. Um, two episodes this week, launched one yesterday, launched one today. Haven't done this in a while because of all the episodes we have been dropping a week, you know, with all the different series and stuff coming. Um, Lee Hurst sitting in here with me just to do the intros. Yep. What's up guys? You weren't even on this episode, so this doesn't really make any sense, but we're rolling with it. Well, I'm here. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. The cult leader always finds his way back into the studio. Uh, this episode's a ton of fun. I love like the first time whitetail stories. So hope you enjoy this. Um, and you know, um, trying to think of some things I need to plug. We do a terrible job at plugging our own show, uh, wherever you're listening, please write a review, whether it's Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen, just write a review, share us up, invite your friends to our social pages, uh, spread the gospel. (laughs) Does your cult say that? No, uh, Uh, spread the good word, spread the good word. Um, not to be confused with. Join our cult, as Lee would word it. Um, <laughs> the podcast is brought to you by Novix Tree Stands. And what's great is when you look down on a Novix Tree Stand, it says Made in USA on it. And you can trust your lives with American-made products. It feels good doing it versus a bunch of Chinese stuff. But uh, be keeping an eye out on Novix for uh, some holiday sales, some Black Friday sales. That is coming in hot. So if you need to get a good mobile tree stand setup, be thinking about that. You can't go wrong. It's it's a one and done. You can buy it. It's ready to go, and you can keep it forever. Nothing's going to go bad on it unless you leave it out and the straps go bad. But that's that's not like the Novix Tixer product. So. Yeah. Have something you can trust and rely on and use as your mobile setup, a hang-and-bang setup, if you will. So check them out at Novix. If you missed that sale, use code WCB22. Save yourself a little bit of money. Uh, podcast also brought to you by Camel Fire. Camel Fire is a site that's actually quite a bit of fun. Um, that's Well, we don't really need to talk about Camel Fire or Black Ovis because this is what we, t- we talk about in this episode. Uh, but Marcus is from Camel Fire and Black Ovis. But um, revolving deals on Camel Fire. I'm just going to get on there now. Delete your Bowser history. That's right. There's a bunch of targets on there now. And I know I probably did this in the episode. Um, but a bunch of archery targets. Caribou, moose, block targets, uh, bow sights, bow fishing rigs, everything. So um, all sorts of goodies. Releases, all that. So check out Camel Fire, revolving deals, uh, and they refresh daily. So check that out. Um, also loophole optics, uh, man, the importance of good optics while whitetail hunting is insane. I got to drink another beer or something. I'm like, can't talk, (laughs) but 
Do you always hunt with optics? On my chest, every hunt. I feel naked without them. Yep. The details, I said this last episode, it's like the little details that you pick up, you know, if you hit a deer, post-shot details are so important, and you just can't get those if you don't have optics. Yeah. First thing I do, if I shoot a deer, unless I'm like actively watching him go down, if he's doing something other than falling to die, my optics are on him. Yep. Watching what's going on. Where exactly is the hit? A lot of guesswork can get eliminated out with good optics. So just keep that in mind. Um, from shed hunting, that is so overlooked. You know, you know how much walking you save if you have good optics for shed hunting? I shed hunt a lot, walk a lot of miles, and the amount of pre-optics for me when I was younger, the amount of steps I save by using my binos to go to glass stick. and what I think is a shed is tremendous. <laughs> yeah, I bet you it cuts your walking. I wouldn't say in half. That's pretty bold, but cuts it down by a lot. Yeah. Could depends if you're how gullible you are. Um, really, yeah, that's tough. You see a corn stalk bent the wrong way, you're like that's a that's a G two, ice covered sticks, all that stuff, man. That's right. Um, and old barn taxidermy. A lot of deer are going to die in the next two weeks, um, and maybe you kill a deer in the last week or two, and you don't know where you're going to take it for your taxidermist. Go to a good quality professional, trustworthy taxidermy shop and a meat processor. They're clean. It's the best customer service experience you will have at a taxidermy shop anywhere. I can say that with confidence. They are the best in the motherfucking business. And I think that that should be their slogan. If not, I just made it for them. Old Barn Taxidermy, best in the motherfucking business. I see so many people that shoot giants, and they take them to, like, $300, $400 taxidermists. And I'm Ken's like, hole-in-the-wall taxidermy garage. You're never going to shoot a deer like that again, guys. It was 125 bucks, and I got it back in four days, <laughs> Lee. Good taxidermists have a wait. There's a reason they're packed. That's true. Wait a year. It'll be done. It'll be done. Ask for your skull plate. Enjoy the rack, and when they need it, they'll call you. Old Barn's a shit. Check them out. Tell them we sent you. And if you go and you're like, I'm a working-class bowhunter listener. I heard you're the best in the motherfucking business. They're like, cool, well, now that you're getting your deer mounted, we're going to enter you in a drawing to win a mount next year. That's pretty cool. You win twice, brother. Yep. So if you're a big butt killer, you're feeling confident, take it to Old Barn. I heard you're the best in the motherfucking business. Working class hunter said that. Here's my buck. Enter me in the drawing, please, bitch. I'd like to be in that. <laughs> Don't say that. You're feeling spicy today, Kurt. I got to get ready. We had an episode coming up after this. Yeah, it's going to be a good About one. About me. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> Um, and the podcast is brought to you by Scent Crusher. Scent Crusher, she, we don't even need to really talk about it that much anymore. We always have. Um, I think they're the leader in ozone. There's still the debate online about ozone, if it's if it works or not. I think it's without question it works. I think it's how you apply it to your hunt. Yep. You know, I, I do it. It keeps me from washing my clothes all the time. Um, that's a big benefit of it. And it keeps Casey's pizza stink out of my truck after I just gobble down a bunch of greasy slices of pizza. <laughs> I use the... Oh, I don't know what it's that called. Was on the, go. One, the one that you plug into your truck. Yeah. I use it every time before I go hunt. I like it, man. It just gives you that boost of confidence. Devin was in here, and we have a closet here in the studio, and he had a, he just had a regular uh, a jacket that he didn't hunt with. Well, I mean, he probably does hunt with it. Devin hunts in the weirdest shit, but it was just like a black loophole puffy, and there was uh, his wife had like body spray that got on it, yeah. and you could smell it. I'm like, all right, let's try this. So I threw it in the closet, and I just ran a cycle. And he, I didn't, I forgot about it. You know, we just threw it in there and then left. And he actually uh, commented on how it smells normal now. Yeah. So or just doesn't smell, I guess. I just got back from a pheasant hunt in the lodge we were staying, and they had the the room cleans at their place. Really? I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, we have that in the studio. It's kind of a must-have when somebody goes in there and takes a dump. Just wash. You clean the room out. Doug. 
It's normally Doug. <laughs> it's normally Doug. Um, and Huntworth gear. Huntworth, the heat boost um, is the jam. I've been rocking heat boost. Um, I always, this is what I do, my heat boost pants. I There's a zipper pocket on the side of the pants. I throw my release in there to and from the stand just in case, and then you don't have to dig through your pack once you get in the stand to get your release out. So I call it my release pocket. It's a big deal for me, and it's zippered. It's a big deal for me because it can't fall out, whether like a button pocket or something like that. So uh, think about that, but the heat boost is the jam. Well, I know, Doug, he was uh... – a couple of those all-day sits, he was rocking the heat boost, and I was talking to him, and he, I was, he said, the only thing that's getting cold is my feet. Yeah. I was like, it's, and it, you know, it was and that's a 30 problem. degrees, and that was an all-day long sit. And Yeah, I, the fit is good, too. It fits good. You feel good when you wear it, which you want. It's not that important, but you want that when you spend money on your gear. Um, the heat boost vest is the jam. I never was a vest guy. I, you know, I had a vest, a Huntworth vest last year and stuff, but this new heat boost vest this year is the shit uh the saskatoon saskatoon heat boost vest um heavyweight windproof soft shell that's my jam it looks good and what i did honestly i wore my hoodie my huntworth hoodie uh, i need to get the official name on that hoodie because i'm all, i'm so bad at just being like oh yeah i love that hoodie what is it called let me look the hoodie with the face mask yeah <laughs> um all the huntworth stuff is spicy Doug, Eric, where are you guys at with that chip bet, guys? Ooh, I can't wait to talk about that. Come on, boys. Where are we at here? Oh, yeah. It's just the Shelton midweight hoodie. That's what I wear. I wear that, and I wear the vest over. I wore that for a long time until it got, like, too chilly for my arms. Then I just wore everything else that I needed from Heat Boost. It's good shit. So, anyway, uh, use code WCB15 to save yourself some coin. Um... I'm not seeing any Black Friday sales active yet as of now on time of this recording. But um, if you want to get it before, code WCB15. And let's get into the episode. I think we're good. Lee, thanks for helping me with these intros. You want to help me with the med rolls too? Might as well. I'm here. Cool. All right. Hope you enjoy this, guys. Thank you. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Blunt from Bone Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the working class bow hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. Welcome to the podcast. We appreciate you clicking on our faces or on Marcus's face on this cover art. Depends on what app you're using. Probably um, Marcus's. Great looking dude, isn't he? <laughs> Glad you could be here with us. Uh, check us out. WorkingClassBowHunter.com. We never really plug ourselves. That's why I'm doing this real quick. If you would, wherever you listen, write us a review. That'd be nice. That'd be real nice of you. Um, I still need to feed my kids, so if you could just keep us relevant, that <laughs> would be mine. also greatly appreciated. <laughs> Doug's got to feed his dog. Yeah. 
And uh, you don't want a dog's dying on us. Yeah, unless on you're you. a dog hater. Yeah. If you hate dogs, don't write us a review. Yeah. Um, if you don't mind... You dogs. Know, dogs. <laughs> yeah. S- support us. Support puppies. And uh, sweet little puppies. We're going to start this <laughs> podcast right off with a veteran shout-out. What you got, Doug? Uh, this one's been by Leticia Abera, and uh, the veteran is James Schmidt. It says, in the Marines. It's a simple one. It just says, proud veteran, 13 years of service, hardworking stepfather, and partner who is very much loved and admired by his family. So, uh, very cool. that. Thank you for submitting that, Leticia, and thank you for your service, James. Thanks for your service, James. Shout out to you. Cheers, buddy. Hopefully they listen. They didn't just submit a veteran shout out. They might have. It doesn't matter either way. We would greet them anyway. Going around the table, Devin Leonard co-hosting for Eric. In the house for Eric. What's up, guys? How are you? I'm doing good, dude. You're looking good. So today, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Do I look good? I took a shower. Yeah, you look ravishing. So, dude, believe it or not, this is the first time I've taken a shower. In Illinois? Yeah. That's like five, six, seven days. I don't even know. Dude, I've lost. That's what's so great about being out here, dude, is I've lost. All respect for yourself? Track of time. Oh, okay. Track for time. Okay. That's better. <laughs> now, the lady at the gas station, <laughs> she had zero respect. For your time? Yep. Was she hot? It's that girl, dude. You know who she is. I think she's pretty cute. I have no idea who you're talking about. Remember we talked about it? She's like, are you a serial killer? I was like, no. What? And then you said in the background, I'm not going to say it, but you know what I'm talking about. The lady that works at the gas station, the pilot. This sounds incriminating. I have no idea. What, what, Never what? mind. We'll talk. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So unfortunately, tonight's my last night. I'm supposed to fly out tomorrow. But you're not going to. But we got to do some work. <sighs> and uh, We got to do Hunter's I- Box work. That's right. So I might be staying another day, two days. Who knows? We'll go from there. It's for the business. Make it three. It's for the biz. Trey Heiner's in here as well. Just kicking back. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for being here again. Last night. (laughs) Yeah, it's sad. Sad. Some things happened today that makes me wish we we had another day so we'd go do activities around, you know? Uh, Judd McCollum is in here. I am. Hi. How you doing? (laughs) Not bad. You have a black eye and nobody knows why. I have no idea. That's weird. (laughs) Is your wife... Hit you when you're sleeping? <laughs> Not to my knowledge. Didn't wake me up. Casey's in here as well. Queer for Deers in the house. Hello. Sharon Mikes, uh, ironically, with Judd. Yep. And then the man of the hour. How's it going, guys? What's up, buddy? Good to be here. Marcus is in the house all the way from Utah. Good old Utah. We just had, again, you know, we're taking advantage of you guys being here, getting all the podcasts done. Just three Western boys living in the studio. Chasing the whitetail. So it's been quite the fun experience. It's been uh, really fun talking like Western versus whitetail tactics and stuff. <laughs> and, just, and just our lingo overall. Just everything has been great. It's been so fun. Yeah, And it actually worked out good because everything you guys had got delayed. See last couple episodes. But it worked out better because then you guys basically shared the entire camp together. Where initially you would only been for a day or two yep. for their camp. So it actually worked out better. It was more fun. Yeah. So I'm glad everything happens for a reason, and it worked out beautifully. Yeah. So, and Devin's going to have to just extend his trip to make it work out even more beautifully. That's right. So, um, man, we should probably just start, like, the how you got here and how we got together, I guess, as far as working class and you and business relationship, and then it just kind of all snowballed and makes sense, right? Yeah, so, man. I mean, we started talking about a year, talking to each other about a year ago now, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a year and it's been awesome. Like we we've loved 
being partnered with you guys at working. But class. how did you two actually connect in the first place? Well, I don't know Good if I remember question. how it got. It might have been. Uh, it might have been Mackie actually. Okay. It was Mackie. Yeah, Mackie. Okay. I think he he told me he was like, hey, you should you should look into these guys. They're pretty cool. Um, and I think he connected me with you, and then we just hopped on a call. Yeah, I think that's just what it was. Yeah. So Jason Mackey is where Clint stays every uh-huh. time he comes into. Okay, so you yep. know okay. we do we do need to get him on because he's been on TC Hunt Files. Mackey, yep, yeah, yeah he's you're been right. on there yep. a few times. I think. Yeah, yep. we need to get him. We need to get him in studio. Yeah, yeah I need to get him to the big leagues. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah, Clint's like the warm up to, to WCB. It's <laughs> <laughs> Monday Night Football. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, so that's just kind of cool, and then it just kind of like we got to know each other and snowballed, and uh, we've always been always been familiar with Camo Fire, of course, and Black Ovis. I I discovered Black Ovis before my first elk hunt on recommendation from Jeremy from Buckstorm, ironically, because that's oh, really? where we, we ordered all our stuff from Black Ovis. Oh, nice! Because he's like, hey, this is a store. He goes, everybody that works there knows gear. He goes, you order everything from there. So I have a bunch of just. I have Black Ovis clothes and a bunch of gear from Black Ovis from that first Western hunt we did. Yeah, Black Ovis is a pretty cool, like, one-stop shop. But you know what I think has been really awesome for our partnership specifically is that the working-class bow hunter, Camel Fire, fits in perfectly there. I love I it. I mean, it's it's top-notch gear that we're trying to get to people everywhere mm-hmm. on a budget. And, yeah. and that's what it's for, and that's what it does. I love it. And, and a lot of people didn't realize you guys have an app. Yep. Which could be dangerous for a lot of guys, but yeah. but <laughs> we is. we kind of run with it. Like I think Doug, you were the one who started it off, and it kind of is like our campaign for Camo Fire is delete your browser history. <laughs> yeah, so your yeah. wife doesn't know where you're That's buying all your one. shit from. That's the oh, slogan you guys should actually like roll with. Dude, you'd be surprised at how many times I run into people, and they tell me, "Man, my wife hates you guys." <laughs> <laughs> and like I was just up at Vortex headquarters earlier this year, and we went to this restaurant, and it turns out the head chef there. He was like a big enthusiast for Camo Fire. And... New Windsor Depot bar and grill on <laughs> We're going to the bar after, Sorry, boys. My Siri was talking. Ninja back there. He said something that got my computer all worked up. Sorry. Um, <laughs> go to the bar. Turns out the head chef at this restaurant, it was just a random restaurant, was like a big Black Ovis Camel Fire enthusiast. And uh, he comes over and he's talking to us. And I'm wearing, I'm actually wearing the the shirt that we created together, Devin, the, the oh. Hunter's Box Club's box club one yeah nice dude and um he's like do you know what shirt you're wearing i'm like yeah i know what shirt i'm wearing i work (laughs) at this place and uh he was a super nice guy (laughs) turns out his wife was one of the waitresses and he brings her over just to introduce us and she's like who are these guys he's like they're the camel fire guys and she's like oh my god (laughs) not these guys that's awesome it's it's funny how how often we come across situations like that i bet well you know and then also my half of the plug you know because that is genius delete your browser history it is i like it but it's just how your wife i'm talking to everybody listening your wife more likely is spending more money at target than you're aware of Mm mm-hmm so oh, yeah. spend a little more money than she's aware of on Camo Fire, you know? Boom, it's a trade-off. It evens out, right? It's called life. Yeah. And and <laughs> at the end of the day, dude, hunting hunting is expensive. Yeah. Like it's it's a sport that we all love and and it's kind of a lifestyle. And 100% is a lifestyle. If there's a cheaper yeah. way to do that, then why not? Yeah. So well, so why is Camo Fire a cheaper way to do it? Cuz I don't think we've explained that, have we? Um I guess we've people... never talked about why it's cheaper. But, but we like, talked about like the time window for like its revolving deals that change yeah, daily. That, that's a good question. Those that, though. that is a great and, question. And a lot of people don't know. So Black Ovis is kind of your store where you can go on, get everything that's new and exciting and all those just like 
products that just dropped this year. And, and you'll see some of that on Camel Fire too. But what we do at Camel Fire is we go and we find awesome disc, like awesome amounts of gear and we'll buy a ton of it. Mm-hmm. And we'll get it really cheap. And that's how we're able to provide, provide such deeply discounted gear. Mm-hmm. We'll go to companies like GSM and, and uh, Sitka, Mystery Ranch, and we'll buy a lot of one thing mm-hmm. or multiple things. And then we'll just throw them up. And it is a revolving revolving door, so you'll see a lot of different products every single day. And, and there's some exciting changes that are going to be coming to Camel Fire too, so definitely keep your eyes peeled. But that's that's kind of the system there. See, what I like about it too is, you know, if you know you have a, you know, for the Midwest guys, I have a Western hunt that I'm going to go on next year, the year after. I'm, I just, I'm going to collect, save money, collect gear. Well, it's like if there's certain gear you need, you can just keep tabs on that daily and then buy it discounted. So by the time you go on your hunt, you have more what you need and you save more money in the time frame. Like, you know, if you need like sleeping bags, for example, mm-hmm. you know, if there's a certain one you want or you just need a different one for a backpack hunt or whatever, just keep tabs on it. Yeah, so. totally. I remember even before I worked at Camel Fire, I was on the app all the time. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I would be up hunting and <laughs> I'd try and get reception on Saturdays for sick of Saturday and... And then when I got and I actually started working in Camel Fire, I realized how Black Ovis and Camel Fire were connected. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, man, that makes sense now. But it's just a cool system. Like you don't you don't see that company structure anywhere else. Yeah. And that's what makes Camel Fire so sweet that you can get the best of the best gear just a lot cheaper. Yeah. You just mm-hmm. got to keep your eyes peeled. And it's more than a discount code. It's usually it like 30 to 50 to 60. To 70. 70% yeah. Yeah. off. It gets crazy. Yeah. Especially now, Black Friday, if you guys are listening, do not lose track of what's going on because it's about to get wild. See, that's awesome. No. See, what I like, I always go through the, the things I go through most probably in a, in a, in a whitetail season. Gear hooks, bow hooks, tree stand, like tethers. Safety straps, pole ropes, and pole ropes um, Lyman's ropes, or uh, lifelines, whatever you call them. Everyone's yeah. kind of got a different name for it. That stuff, I just burn through. Somehow, you just lose them. I lose them, but I don't know where I, I'm, I'm kind of weird. I, I'm not hunting a lot of public, for the record, for anyone who tries to crucify me. But if I like, if I do like a hanging hunt, a hanging bang, and I really like the tree, I leave my bow hook oh. and my gear hook in. It's be- probably a good strategy. Because then I know to come back to it, and I mark the tree on DeerCast, and I'll put um, it's set up, and I'll put in the notes on the, on the pen, bow hanger and backpack hook in the tree. And I just know I need to just climb to that spot. Because then I'm not looking for gear, and then I know maybe one day I might have to make a move on that again. Yeah, Maybe that's uh, wasteful. It's not a bad idea. When I do it, I don't know. <laughs> Guys like me that saw trees every now and then don't appreciate it much, but. Yes. <laughs> just, Ding. just a bunch of hooks. Yeah. Just, yeah. It can't hurt the tree, a little thing like that. No, tree's fine. Not great on saw blades. Yeah, but hopefully none of these, hopefully none of my trees are getting cut down and I have some problems. Yeah, Joe, yeah. what are you doing over there? But it's a, that's a good, Camel Fire's great to look for stuff like that. You know, if you're, if you're constantly burning through something or you need something. Just do it and then just don't tell your wife. Yeah, honestly, there's just a lot of everything on Camel Fire. Mm-hmm. Some of it you're not going to need, but a lot of it you're going to be like, oh, man, I could actually use that. And, and some of it you're trying to build your sick system. You're trying to build, like, just your tree stand setups. I mean, yeah. a lot of it is going to come really in handy. Do you guys have discrete packaging? 
What do you mean by that? <laughs> it doesn't say camel fire on the boxes. Oh, yeah, we should probably do that. We're actually <laughs> looking wife. at getting, like, branded tape right now, but maybe we should switch it to, like, Amazon. Hey, just no, yeah. Amazon, there yeah. you go. Target. Yeah, yeah. Target. Yeah. Just put a check box. I would prefer discreet packaging so guys can hide it from their wives. <laughs> Not a bad idea. It's an upsell, dude. It's like a dollar option for discreet like, packaging. Yeah. There you mode. go. <laughs> you need to have tape that says congrats on being a winner there or winning the sweepstakes. Oh. Or something like that. Or have, have an insert in every box to keep you out of trouble. Like, hey, no, honey, I see, I won. I promise. You know, <laughs> not a bad idea for the homies. Look, I don't, I don't endorse hiding these things from uh, <laughs> your partner, or spouse. But uh, now I'll say it for you. Gotta you. Do what you gotta we do. do. But yeah. you do. We do hide it from your wife. She doesn't hate you. I can't control what the consumer. Wants, How many you know? times is she buying Starbucks a week? You know, <laughs> that's buy, true. Buy that thing you've been needing on Campbell Fire. Mm-hmm. Buy it. Anyway, I don't know if that's what you guys, how you guys want us to plug it, but I think it's realistic. <laughs> you guys need us, okay? <laughs> Someone has to say it. You know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. But it's great. It's a great website. Download the app. Check it out. I always get on when we do like our reads or whatever. I hate calling them reads, but I'll just pull it up because it's something different every time. Like, here, let's pull it up right now. Oh, now we're going to go through. Kurt's going to order something. No, I won't. What's today, Saturday? Probably got sick up there, man. Oh, it's a Black Ovis Day, actually, because we've started our Black Friday deals early. Oh, here. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. So they're going right now. As people are listening, this will be up. So this will be up in a week. Yeah, pretty awesome. Ooh, I like those pants. Get the monitor on here for the people. You guys have trail cameras on trail cameras on there quite a bit, don't you? Yeah, we do. But, you know, we try and switch it up a lot. I mean, yeah. regularly we have Trail Cam Tuesday. Oh, Nice. We're we're switching things up a lot, and we actually just updated our app this year within the last few months, and it's so much better now. If you've been on recently, like, well, I think trail cameras are great. That's why I brought it up. I love trail, cameras. dude. These yeah. uh, the stash sacks, those things are lifesavers. They're pretty awesome. I pack when I go anywhere out west or any travel, just hunting or not. Those save me. It just keeps me organized. I'm not organized when I'm moving, and that saves my butt. So I like it. A lot of goodies. So hold on. Actually, go back up. I want to see those bags that you are just talking about because I like that too. So what's the regular price and what do they sell for? 34% off. That's pretty sweet. 35% off. 50% off. That's cool. That tells you. Yeah, dude. That is. You, you ain't going to get that through a discount code. No, I like it. I like it a lot. A lot of Merino. And all that new, that all that Merino is brand new. We just changed up. We We got a lot of feedback from people using our Merino and... And we decided to make some changes just to make it a little bit better, and it is pretty freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. So if you like the Black Elvis Merino, definitely worth checking out. Dude, you guys got tripods and everything. What don't you guys do? We do a little bit of everything, man. Belts. Oh, headlamps. Headlamps. Game bags. The game bags are pretty popular. Mm-hmm. The red bags are my favorite. Really? Why so? What's they the difference? They don't stain. They're ultra light. <laughs> they're ultra light, okay, That's a valid and they're point. awesome. They've got <laughs> they've got stretch, but it's up and down, so that when your meat is in that bag, it doesn't go out the sides of your pack, which is oh. pretty rad. But I just love that they're red. You're right. It's that makes a lot of nice. sense. Yeah, you guys do well. How, what, I mean, you probably sell more red than white. I'm assuming for that reason, but uh, no, it's probably pretty close. I mean, we sell so many game bags. I I couldn't even begin to guess how many we're selling. But. Is that the number one seller? Right now? Uh, probably not right now. 
just because I mean, whitetail guys aren't using game bags. No. Not that often anyways. I didn't it's actually even know until Trey game. shot his buck. We were joking around like, Trey, you want to quarter this out? And Judd, you were like, you have to rem- in Illinois, you have to remove the the whole carcass. Mm-hmm. I, guess, I guess I never realized that. I've never quartered a deer out here, but yeah. um, I thought if I had to, you could. So Western guys are usually using these game bags, and most of those seasons are over or ending right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they are, should have already had their game bags. Right uh, 50% off, you'd start. That's true. See? Mm-hmm. For next year. Are you not confident? You don't think you're going to kill anything next year and need game bags? Might as well order some. <laughs> Does that bar on the bottom mean, like, what's left? Yeah, exactly. Wow. It's pretty cool. I've never actually noticed that, if you want to know the truth. I didn't either. Not... Oh, dang. Look at those puffies for cheap. See, all right. Look, like oh, big fan of these sleeping bags. I got one. I'm a stomach sleeper. I, I like mummy bags, but I always don't like them when they're too tight because I just can't, like, I feel restless. Yeah, I but, don't like mummy bags. A little too constricting. But these aren't bad. Like, those, yeah, I can roll around bad. in mine. In camp? You got one, too? Yeah, they're pretty good. I like I sweat them. it a lot. Yeah, I like them a lot. All right, boys, we talked that. We were going to talk deer hunting first, but there's a lot more to talk about. So, and then, Ooh, socks. So, I need those. That's you have them on you? I don't have any on me. Oh, I got a pair of those. Dude, five bucks. I'll see what I can do. feet are getting cold. <laughs> losing money on work? that deal. What's that? Five dollars for that hat, dude. They got to be losing money on that. That's how good of a deal it is. <laughs> 80% off, man. What's up? Is there any visors? Oh. Visors for Devin? <laughs> yeah, Devin's No, hat. but that's a $5 hat we can turn into a visor <laughs> without losing too much money on my end. I like the bucket hat. <laughs> dude, turn that, that one that, in. I do need a boomer hat. That's $5. How? Order. I need to order that because I, I, I'm i going to get skin cancer on my ears, man. I need some. It's a good mowing hat. Dude, yeah. I need to put some of this stuff in, in the box, yeah, bro. You do. You it's so on. cheap. Yeah, Dude, you do. You, there's you a $5 sun hat. We'll buy right now. Let's do it. We're going to need a I thousand like of them. That's a, good, uh, that's, a good, that's a good deal day right there, man. I like that. The cool thing about the rotation with Camel Fire is just that there's something for everybody out mm-hmm. there. And, I mean, everyone's got different priorities. Everyone's trying to do something different with their, their hunting this year. And, and that's why it's cool because you're not going to see the same stuff every single time. Mm. It's always going to be changing up, and there's always going to be something cool. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it, yeah like you said, there's, I, don't, I can't think of anything else like it, especially in our industry. Yeah. Pretty damn cool. Killing it, guys. And then, you know, Crispy is related. Crispy U.S. is related. If you guys uh, remember the episode we did with Kendall. Um, so I guess I, I don't know if we asked Kendall this. I can't remember because we do so many podcasts. Like my brain. Hey, can we tell. roast Kendall real quick? He was supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah, he was let's roast him. Here. Where is he? We better roast him. He let's had, roast him. He had to cruise over to Italy for some crispy stuff. His wife <laughs> wants to go to Italy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey, Blaming it on? Am right. I going too far right now? No, keep going. Blaming it on the business. I, is the wife going? Yep, no, she is. No. He just he's he's saying no, but he's shaking his head. Yes, <laughs> Gabba go, Kendall, <laughs> bro, where you at? <laughs> so, I guess I don't know. I wonder if we asked Kendall that. I can't remember. My my hard drive's full, and I forget things. You know, because we've done so many podcasts. Right. But so the drive. boots are made in Italy. Yep, handmade. And then crispy U.S. Kendall started Crispy US. Yeah, Kendall and Mark Strickland. Well, they didn't. They own the U.S. distribution to gotcha. Crispy. Okay, okay. And they bought that years ago, and they've just been making it awesome. Why do Italians make such damn good boots? Well, it, Italy is kind of the hub for that better hunting style boot, and Crispy, in my opinion, is just perfected it. I mean, we sell a ton of different brands on Black Ovis, and I use multiple different brands: Scarpa, Zamberlin. Um, but I, I always find myself going back to Krispies. Really? Yeah. 
So I've never, I've only had Krispies as far as like a high end premium boot. One thing I was, I wanted to look into, and I wonder if you have any experience. This is kind of going off a little bit, but we're still talking gear, kind of. Is like, what's that? Some people call it the BOA system. I don't know if that's a universal um, term. Yeah, it is. It is. Yep. BOA, any brand can use that term, BOA. But what's your opinions on those? Because I looked at some of those, and I've heard guys love them, and then guys kind of give me the look you just gave me. Yeah, see, I've got a couple buddies who run those, and they love them. But I can't get behind them just because you need different amounts of pressure at different points in your boot. And and there's so many different lacing strategies nowadays to take pressure off of hot spots or or just sore spots. And you can't do that with a BOA cable because it distributes the pressure evenly across your entire boot. So it would never work for me specifically, but I definitely know a few guys who just love love those. Really? See, I don't know. My feet, I don't know. They get hot sometimes. I don't know. I just tie my boots like normal, and I'm probably like underutilizing what my boots are capable of. Yeah, I mean, you're going to you're going to recognize failure points or not not necessarily failure points, but sore spots are just I mean, everyone's foot is different and when you get into the western sphere where you've got crazy elevation, you've got cliffs, rocky terrain, just crazy stuff all over, that's when you start to notice what is good for you with a boot and mm-hmm. what's not good for you. Yeah. And so, I mean, out here, I've just been using the wild rocks, but I've been on flat ground the whole time, and I, I wouldn't be able to tell you if they're going to work for me in a Western sphere Yeah, based off of here. But well, once you get out there, it's totally different. Well, I'll tell you what I like about like a crispy lace-up style boot. I, I used to be a rubber boot guy only for Midwest whitetail hunting. Like, always had these clunky, I mean, it could be October 1 to middle of November to December, I had clunky rubber boots and I'm hanging stands in clunky rubber boots and it just is not ideal. But now that I've done more Western hunting, like right now I'm running the Colorados, crispy Colorados, hanging stands, moving so quickly, mobile hunting. You, you kind of have to have a lace up boot to be, you can do it with rubber boots, but it's just way easier with a good <laughs> so lace up boot. On stick they just fit better at the end boots. of the day. Yeah. Oh, stand on, like if you, if you're messing around with a stand trying to get it perfect and you're standing on that top stick with rubber boots, kill your foot. it kills your feet. And, and I rip up rubber boots fast just from rubbing up on like the tread on the sticks and all that and tree bark. But, um, so pro tip, if anybody gets frustrated with like a rubber boot, maybe look into like a, a premium lace up boot probably last longer crispies so like crispies what's a good strategy for breaking in a boot like if you're on flat soft ground like we are to get ready to go out west oh to go out west that's mm-hmm. that's a good question Ooh. um and you know with crispy specifically a lot of people say there's zero breaking time for me i don't really i don't really buy into that philosophy i think your foot has to break into the boot mm-hmm. and so you have to go out. You have to figure out what you need to do to make that boot work. Um, breaking in and out here, just get in it. Do do whatever you can. Just put some, wear it. Yep. Yeah, put some weight in your pack and and start hiking your biggest hills. <laughs> I mean, do do what you can. The you biggest thing hesitation, is, your hills. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do whatever you can out here. Um, the biggest thing is just get some hours in those boots. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, makes sense. But yeah, great question. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just interesting, that kind of family of companies. Yeah. But let's talk about – I want to talk about you. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Spotlight. Let's, let's hear it. So you let's go. Let's hear it. Tell us about you. <laughs> 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 I 
Um, <laughs> let's talk whitetails, man. What because... did Marcus do in the last five? How, how, how many days have you been here? Oh, that's a good question. It's all blended together. When did I get here? It's been so much fun. Dude, it has been a blast. See, we don't even know how... I don't know how long I've been here. I, I can't even remember Tuesday. the day I flew in. I know. I because I just forgot about everything, dude. And it's been so much fun. Yeah. White tail brain. It has been so fun. Is that a thing? <laughs> it is. <laughs> that's what I got going on right now. <laughs> it's been... Dude, this, it's been, this is like the first hunting camp we've had at the studio. And I just want it to be a tradition now. Well, you, Wait, you, the first? Well, this isn't the first. Well, you were in last year, but like it was camp. But this is like camp camp because there's there's a bunch of people in here, you know. I, I I think the first camp was definitely last year, bro. Well, first whitetail camp for like a Westie. Yeah, Apparently, but, last year didn't. Listen, mean much. I want to be. <laughs> well, you, you're well, the OG. <laughs> you're looking into it too far. Okay, you were done in like two hours. This bro. is second whitetail <laughs> camp. Second whitetail <laughs> camp, but this was like okay community camp. Devin, does that feel better? I, I don't know. I thought I thought it was pretty fun. Last like it takes camp. more than one Westie like to make might, a white. I feel camp. like you might be uh, neglecting last year's camp. Well, it's so fast. But yeah, you know, I'm not. He's got white tail brain. Okay, I'm not right. white tail brain. Maybe. But I guess I guess what I'm getting at is like it was. I don't know. It was cool last year. You killed your buck so fast and awesome and great. But this is like there's more than this is. It's uh, like a community. Because the next step up. We stepped. It, we stepped up our game. We elevated it. Elevated. Okay. You know what I mean? Because it would still be fun if it was just you, but how much better was it? But we had a bunch of people here last year. Yeah, but I feel like you guys are all staying here at the same time. It just feels that like is more cool. camp official. I was sleeping by myself, huh? Well, yeah, we all I had, no, I had no like sleepover buddies, dude. <laughs> now we're all having a sleepover. <laughs> well, and I, and I was worried about like you know the camps overlapping, like you being in here at the same time. And and honestly, it's it, been we're, rad. We're talking so good. Yeah, I've been grateful that we did overlap because. It's been so fun to go yeah. out with each one of you. It's been the best, dude. I've, I've had love having fun. you guys here. But let's talk about because you reached out like, hey, man, let's talk about doing maybe a hunt. End up kind of being like we didn't know if we we're going to be able to find properties for all you yeah. guys. And it's just kind of it's it's hard in the Midwest. It is. It's it's a little more difficult. It's a little more political. But anyway, we went back and forth for a long time and yeah. loose plans. And then it was finally like. Yeah, we got to figure it out. Okay, here's I'm booking my flight. Yep. Uh, well, I've been wanting to come out here and spend time with you guys for a while just because I've really appreciated our partnership. It's been super rad. And yeah, it's been great. Your crew is awesome. Like all the guys in it and everybody that comes over every single night, like you guys have got a sweet setup and it's just a bunch of good people. And I've loved that about you. So I've been really grateful to come out, spend some time with you. And it just worked out. And we got to run a few days and. Shoot some bucks. It's been so rad. So much fun. Well, we got to do some cool shit in a short amount of time. But have you whitetail hunted much before you came out to Illinois? My experience has been basically nothing. Like <laughs> the week before I went to Kentucky with my boss, Kendall, and I was filming his whitetail hunt, and it was a blast. It gave me a little bit of exposure. But when you're not the one hunting, you're – and I mean, I was also filming, and that was my main focus and kind of where my energy was going, just focusing on filming the hunt. But – when you're hunting for the first time whitetails, dude, it's a rush. Yeah. It is a rush. Like what I noticed in Kentucky is that whitetails are cagey as heck. Mm -hmm. Like they're just a different animal. Yeah. And every shot that Kendall was taking, those things were ducking like a foot to a foot and a half. It was blowing my mind. Mm -hmm. And they were like within 30 yards, 20 yards every yeah. single time. So when I came out here, I was like, all right, got a plan on the hard shot. And and I did, and I shot my buck at 12 yards. That thing <laughs> ducked. I couldn't believe it. I'm yeah. shooting like 300 feet per second out of my bow, and that thing ducked 
in 12 yards. Yeah. And I mean, I still made a really great shot on it. I was grateful for that and recovered him and really grateful for the whole experience. But it's different and it's a rush and it's crazy how fast things light up. Yeah. Like zero to a hundred. Yeah. yeah. You mean like from seeing nothing, all of a sudden you got deer on top of you? Is that oh, what yeah. you mean? Well, no, just, well, yeah, actually, I guess that's exactly what I mean. Just you're in the tree stand, which was foreign to me as well. And yeah, you're just kind of chilling. You're just waiting for something to happen. And, and I was grabbing, I was reaching into my, my pack for my water bottle and some snacks, which I know you're against. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, snacks. and all of a sudden I, uh, I hear this grunting and I'm like, whoa, what is that? And I look up and there's just, bu- there's just buck just cruising. Grunts again. I grab my bow and nothing's better than hearing a grunt in the woods. Cause you're sitting there and you're like, Oh, they keep pause for one <laughs> second to know? listen again to make yeah, sure you're like, Oh, what was that? Did I hear that? It's cause <laughs> you want to see something so bad. You just hope you don't sit all day and not see anything. Yeah. yeah. And then when you hear the grunt, you just know there's a buck there's- and they don't grunt loud. No. Sometimes your stomach gurgles just right. And you're like, was that a grunt? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you <laughs> fart. You're like, huh? <laughs> it's a smelly grunt. <laughs> but that, that's cool. You did get to hear him grunt. Yeah, it was cool. He just started grunting and he was cruising. And I tried to get my best look at, at what he was. I mean, I was going for the most mature deer possible. But I love your honest. attitude, though, coming in for your first whitetail hunt. Because we asked you, like, what are your goals on this? And I just loved your answer was just super realistic. And I, I love that. I have to be excited by it. That's that, that's my one requirement. I have to be excited by the animal, and and that's when I'm all in. I mean, at the end of the day, score doesn't matter. I mean, you you obviously want to go for the most mature animal possible, of course. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're not getting excited, what's the point? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's such an honest answer because it's like, man, you know, you you think you have an idea of like what you want to shoot or what you'd like to shoot, but if your knees get knocking, it's your body telling you. You're excited about yeah. it. You, you know? Shoot. If your knees are knocking, start rocking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to like come up with some Well, know. I was gonna say if your knees are knocking, start knocking your n- arrow. Knocking your arrow. But it's okay, I like Oh, that. there okay. we go. How, that might work. But it's knocking back to back something. This is it's it, it needs work. It's too much, yeah. So that's the same if the beds are rocking, don't come a knocking. If the deer are walking, daddy's coming. Knocking. Oh, I, I said daddy and made it weird. We're not doing it too hot on this. Okay, we need to we'll come we'll back to that, Marcus. We'll figure it out. Anyway, you got excited is what we're getting at. Oh yeah. Sorry we brought the house down. <laughs> Mark, he, I like it. Those those ideas just need a little bit of workshop. Yeah, we'll come back just to that. Little, yeah. Some research team. There's a there's a hunter's box shirt in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> So you saw your buck and got excited. Yeah, and that was it. I mean, he just cruised in. He was on a trail right below me, and and I had ranged it previously. And I knew ba- all my shooting lanes were within 20, 25 yards. That's the best. Max, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, all right, it's just going to be my top pin. And he came in, just gave him a little murk, stopped, and full pass through. Crank. I mean, he went maybe 50 yards, and he went down. You watch him fall and everything. Yeah, and I mean, right after I shot, I just looked at my hand. It's shaking, and I'm pumped. Yeah, and, yeah. And I knew, I knew the moment I saw him, I was like, "That's sweet." And I didn't have any big like goals, like, "Oh, I want to shoot like a 150, 60 buck." Like, I know you guys, you're shooting those type of bucks on mm-hmm. a, on a yearly basis, but me, I'm just dipping my toes in the water. Right yeah. yeah, dude, that's what I wanted though. Like, that's I, I want to go on recoveries with you guys when you're in town. So. You know, and of course, like like Dev, you're a great example. One twenty five ish is what the buck you shot last year. Yep. Did we ever measure him? Measure him? 
Not here. I just did it when I got home. But what was he? One twenty five. One twenty five. Yeah, I think he could be bigger. He's got he's a good looking buck. He, yeah, but um, you know, you wanted to shoot bigger. You've been here before, and that's like just all I hoped is you guys shoot deer you'd be happy with, and then we'll work on the ladder for whitetails as the years go on. Oh yeah, yeah. you know. And dude, the buck you shot is awesome. Yeah, dude, I'm dude, he's got like that him. wide frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, beautiful buck. He's and you, cool. You dude, actually sat there the day before. Yeah, he you sat watched him. the day before. Yep, and I seen him cross the the, the high hill because your tree stands kind of like the bot at the bottom of that hill. He crossed at the top, chasing a doe. And dude, what what I was thinking about as you were telling the story is, I'm like, I don't know, dude. It's kind of thick in there. There's some shooting lanes. There's not a lot. And Kurt just kept saying, no, dude, this is where you need to go. I'm like, Kurt knows better than I do. So, dude, you go sit there and you kill, dude. So yeah. that that was cool, dude. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you cranked that one. What, what was going through your head when you watched him fall, like, in your head, first day in Illinois? I couldn't believe how fast it happened. Yeah. Like, I, even though I've been here for, like, a week and I've been out a few times now, actually only, I've been out, like, two days, actually, in the stand. Mm-hmm. Just because I killed day one, I was like, holy smokes. How did this just happen? It yeah. never happens like this. Yeah, never. It never does. But I mean, I don't regret it at all. I don't shoot. No, you I can't. don't regret shooting that buck because he's he's so rad. And the only thing I regret is I wish I could have kept hunting a little bit longer. Yeah, and just see these bucks in the rut. Yeah, see him chasing does and. Well, you got that's some rut experience though. Grunting, coming in, is. cruising. It is. That's Midwest white to hunting right there. That's what that's what we dream about. Oh yeah, I'm so glad, man. You called me. Um, I mean, what was I doing? I was down, I think. I don't remember what the hell I was doing. I wasn't hunting. Or was I hunting? I don't know. Anyway, you called me, and I, I'm like, hey, man, what's up? And it was kind of like a weird time. I'm like, and I can hear, just hear you breathing. <laughs> and But Hi. there's like, hey, what are you Bye doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but it was like you had bad signal on that Yeah, I had to walk room. up the hill, and I had like one bar. But I can hear you breathing like kind of heavy, and I'm like, Hello? And I just you're still just breathing, and you never said nothing. I'm like, hey man, and then nothing. I'm like, oh, f-. in my head, I'm like, he fell dead at the bottom of the. You know, I'm like, oh, oh shit. He just called me with his last slow, heavy breathing. You know, and I'm like, oh god, I, I really did for a split second. I'm like, dude, are you okay? And then I didn't even know if you heard me say I, that. I didn't hear any of that because then it like, hey man, I shot yeah. one, and I'm like, what? No way. <laughs> you're alive. You're like, alive. I thought you. Fe- I just to me. To me, in my head, I just it sounded like you could have fallen or something. I don't know do, why. Do a lot of people fall out here? No. More than uh, they should. Yeah. I can kind of see that because today I was I was looking at where the gut pile was because I was I've got a doe tag left, and uh, I was like, man, if a coyote comes in there, I'm gonna maybe have to wrap my leg around this tree and lean over. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I could see how someone could fall off trying to pull off something like that. Well, most people fall hanging the stands or getting in and out. Mm-hmm. Or like they fall asleep or something like that. Doug's fell. Mm-hmm. How did that go? Pretty bad. You're in one piece right now. Yeah. How long ago was that? Uh, New Year's Eve, 2014. How high were you? 25 feet. No shit. Mm-hmm. So what happened? Uh, I was hanging a stand and then it came off. The top strap broke. Uh huh. And flew me out. Oh, yeah. and then when you hit the dirt, what happened? Like, how'd you feel? Like, uh, you break anything? Your toes? Your yeah, ankle? I fractured two vertebrae and broke my pelvis. Oh, no <laughs> shit. Yeah. That's three months in a wheelchair. Dude, that's why Kurt's always like, wear your, wear I'm, your harness. I'm pretty strict with yeah, it. Yeah, I used to And, and even one. like when we were it's like. my fault. It, oh, dude. I'm pretty strict with it. Well, yeah, I, you should I, wear it. 
Yeah. Even if they're easy stands, I'm I'm pretty strict. So what you it. do the high line as you're setting it? Is that what solves on that my problem? farm? I have lifelines on both of them. Um, I do have. I I will admit this is probably not as good, but I some I don't have the lifelines in, but I I have the tether strap right away when I get in. It's the first thing I do. That goes around your yep, and then yeah. if I can't do that, if I if I if I can't have three points of contact before I get my lifeline in, I'm not in it, not doing it. So you're running multiple straps on that tree. You're not just hooking onto the prusik knot. So if it's like from the ground up, yep. I hook my carabiner in the prusik knot. Um, if I'm doing a saddle hunt, I'm lineman's rope in the okay, tree okay, all yeah, the way up exactly. until I get tethered in. Um, if it's a dangerous type setup transition from the top stick to the stand, I'm lineman roped in. So okay. it's around my waist. So I, if I do fall, I just got to catch my footing. Um, but I'm not going to fall, fall. Um, I'm always trapped. It, for where it changed for me is when I had kids. Yeah, and I said, I'm not fucking around with this. Um, and some stands are just sketchy. Like I grew up hunting sketchy stands, high step ends. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the, you know, it's a three foot step from the top stick into it. And you're you holding on. Slim. Yeah. You yeah. A little extra bit of height. Yeah. yeah. Jump and do it. Kind of like a Trey's stand that he had to get in. That you set up, Judd. Dangerous. Mm-hmm. Dangerous. <laughs> you didn't have any dangerous ones this time, did you? No, dude. Yeah. Perfect. I actually went in last year and put you that little helper deal up because it wasn't there. You gotta you gotta have everything you can yeah. to yeah. just make it safe. Wait, the, what are you talking about? The helper thing? So it was like the little three step like river's edge deal that Oh, you this year you of. did. No, last year I did. Or you wouldn't have gotten into that stand. Yeah, dude, it's hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I'm the best at climbing either, so I'm not yeah. putting that on you by all means. I'm I just I definitely I... put one in the stand Trey killed out of. Hey, you know what? That was a nice that was a nice stand, dude. Nice stand and a nice tree stand, dude. That seat is I almost felt like I was in a lazy boy on that one, dude. Are you talking about the latter one? I'm talking about where he killed. Where he killed? You went up that? Where he killed? Yeah. I sat in that stand, yeah. When did you sit in that? I don't know. Maybe like two days. Two days after he killed. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you did. I lose track. What's up, guys? Hope you're enjoying the episode. I'm interrupting again. Damn it! Don't you hate that? Don't you hate that, Lee? Yeah. Got to make the podcast go around, though. Lee's been sitting listening to this podcast, and he said, "I'll stick around for the mid rolls as well." So we're interrupting, like we would do this in real time. Yeah. <laughs> um, just pretend we do. It's more fun that way. Yeah, we listener. do. Yep. Uh, the podcast is brought to you by Dialed Archery. DialedArchery.com. Um, a lot of people are like, dialed, that's new. It is new. It's new to us, too. It's new to the working class bowhunter family, and we are enjoying the shit out of them. Um, you can customize your colors, your dial colors. You can choose uh, your sight tape inside or outside. I did inside this time. Wasn't sure how I was going to like it, and I really like it. Practicing in the range, on at home on the range, or not shooting target, just sight in. I'm like, man, I don't know how much I like this on the inside. But in a hunting situation, you're rarely looking at the outside of your bow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, way you don't have to, like, tip your bow so you can see your sight. <clears throat> way more convenient. Um, I did black, a black body or frame color, and then I did a, of course, lime green dial color. Um, sight demand is easy. I just did the walk back style, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, as far back as I wanted to shoot, lined it up with the sight tips they already have printed, and threw it on. It's great. And it's been forming amazing. It has survived through my archery elk hunt on the side of a horse. I've killed some critters with it, killed two bucks and a doe with it this fall, and uh, it's performed great. Love them. We do have a code if you want to get into one for free shipping. And they are sexy. They are a very attractive site. Very clean. 
uh, dialed archery. The code is working class, all caps, just working class. So that's for free shipping. If you get into a dialed site, um, just get on there, dialedarchery.com. Check them out. Uh, a lot of customizable options for your rig. And uh, I think you'll enjoy them, man. They're a slick looking side. Best side, best looking side on the market. Um, in my opinion, they're bulletproof. So check them out. I think you will enjoy them. Podcast also brought to you by Victory Archery. And man, on a podcast coming up, I got my arrows have just been performing so good. I cranked the last year I shot and it hit them hard. And I thought for sure the arrow was going to be snapped where I hit and it was not. It's intact. Which ones are you shooting? I'm the rib TKOs. I have VAP, VAP SSs this year. I went victory for the first time, and I unfortunately have not run an arrow through anything yet. But well, that's a Lee problem. Yeah, that's a me problem. That is a me problem. But, <laughs> Karen, you know, just the general wear and tear from even target shooting. I mean, they're holding up really well. I've shot ripped TKOs. Ross Bigger actually turned me on to them before we were even years before we even partnered. I've been shooting them since I be, I think twenty seventeen. I've shot them every year. And I, I need to calculate how many animals I've shot with Victory Arrows since then, but it's been a mess. A lot. A, a lot. It's been a mess. Uh, but check them out. Victory Archery. Uh, we really like them. Uh, great people over there, too. Have a lot of fun. Uh, Thermoseat. Thermoseat's a Americana hunting OG company, in my opinion. We do have a code WCTS. Um, you get in there. Uh, hunting replacement seats, mechanics mats, pet beds. D wedge seats. They have it all, really. If you're tree stand hunting, you're coyote hunting, you're turkey hunting, you're going fishing, you're going camping, uh, they have you covered. Thermoseat.com. Get on there. Code WCTS. Um, I feel like Thermoseat is an overlooked company because it's like it's just seats, but it's not. Makes a big difference having a seat versus a uh, just a metal seat on your tree stands. Dude, I had a metal seat oh, one of the cold days. I didn't know my seat got blown off on accident, and I was sitting up in it. I'm like, oh, no. So I actually, I got down, I sat in for as long as I could. I got down for a half hour to go get some lunch. And I had a, we have a, a working class with our logo on it, yep. thermos seat. And just a thin one. And I came back and I just put it on and it's like a game changer. Oh, it makes a heck of a difference. It's a game changer. So if I went from sitting uncomfortably to just like a three quarter inch pad, letting me sit way more comfortably. It's, and they really do work. They do keep your butt warm. And it warm. keeps your ass warm. Well, oh, there you go. <laughs> See, I'm a professional. I, I cut you off there. <laughs> <laughs> cut you off. Uh, so check them out. Thermoseat. Tell them we sent you good people over there. Um, and something new. Uh, we're also partnered with Trophy Line. Uh, Trophy Line is <laughs> coming out with like every product they can. It's insane. Uh, and I think just launched, I don't even know when. Like I can't even keep up with the company that we work with. Uh, the ES Thigh Rig is out. Uh, go to trophyline.com. It's a pack that attaches to your waist around your leg um, or your thigh, I guess. Get on there. You, you'll see what I'm saying. Yeah, There's Sean talking about it in the background. But um, what I like about a setup like this is for hanging hunting, you can have everything with your leg up is right there in your pack. So that's pretty awesome. It's out of the way until you need it. Yeah, 10 total pockets. Uh, $59.99, the ES Thigh Rig. You can use code WCB and make that Thigh Rig a little cheaper. So check that out. Get on there, Trophy Line, support them. Uh, and Spy Point Trail Cameras, the Flex is out. Um, the Link Micros are out. My Link Micros are bulletproof. I've had nothing but amazing luck with them things. My Flexes are all running good. Um, definitely the image quality is better on the Flex. Um, I'm going to get into this story, but tons of flex pictures of my buck I shot. And Lee, you helped me set some of that up with your Colt scrapes that you do and stuff. So um, it's great having good quality pictures. 
And even then, if you got the Insiders app on the SpyPoint app, Insiders Club and the SpyPoint app, you can hit uh, request full HD image and get a good full quality photo. So that's always a benefit. No code for them, but I'll work on that for you guys and see if we can't figure something out there. And big time. Big time. Uh, be thinking about, well, you should be killing deer over your big time food plots now, but frost seeding is something to consider. I always underestimated it, but the, the plot that I frost seeded, where the video of my cedar coming apart, which Joe replaced, mm-hmm. even though that was, I benefited. That was Austin's cedar. <laughs> Joe saw me struggling. He's like, hey, I'll send you a new one. And so Austin has this piece of shit cedar. You may not like a bandit. <laughs> Joe, Joe sent me this cedar. I should give it to Austin, but I'm not going to. I was like, hell, I win twice, brother. So, uh, but anyway, I, I underestimated how big of a difference that made. And I actually never even seeded it again. That's all I do is frost seed my clover plots. Really? And actually, I, I had a pretty good buck show up and I'm, he's kind of sticking around. We're, you know, we're getting into the back half of the rut here. Yeah. Um, and he showed up and I didn't have him last year there at all. It's the first time I've ever had a clover plot in here. So I'm kind of thinking that plot might, might be enough to keep him and hold him in the area and give me a, give me a chance at him late season. You know what I'm going to do? I have a main event plot that's getting eaten down pretty bad. Like the deer are using it so yep. much. I think what I'm going to do is frost seed that all in clover. Maybe this is a bad thing to do. I don't know. But my, and then just in the fall, till it up, plant it back. Yeah. So I'll keep, I do it all the time. I'll keep food there. I do it all the time. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. Yep. I think. Uh, code WCB2022. I'm sure once it's 2023, that code will be WCB2023. So if you're listening delayed, just apply whatever year it is on the back of WCB. You should work with him and really mess with people and just throw away random code 19, out there. WCB 1962. <laughs> like, what? Doesn't make any sense. All right, back to the episode. Thanks, guys, for being here. Shut up, Lee. People want to hear the episode. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But anyway. I digress. Be safe. Yeah, be safe. Yeah, be safe. Be safe. I will say just experiencing the tree stands for the first time this week it's totally got me wanting to do this out west where me and devin hunt like i'm i'm totally about this spot and stock like you glass up those muleys those elk and and you put the stock on because i live for those there there's nothing more thrilling than those for me but it's totally got me wanting to test the waters out there see i think what's cool out here though is there's way more action i feel like you could go to the best unit in the state of utah and put out a tree stand, and you're not going to have nearly. No, but you got to remember though, you're here. You guys hit the peak rut and the best weather of mm-hmm. the year, and we're teamed up with the working class bow hunter crew. Hey, listen, we went to hunt wars with Meat Eater. We beat their asses. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But we. Might. No, you're not. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> No, but I always think about that too. Like anytime I go out west, I'm like, man, I'd put a, I'd put a stand right there in that tree over that saddle. Yeah, like, okay, I wouldn't have to do that much walk. I'd just get to that spot and then I'd be <laughs> just sit there, <laughs> you know. But I don't know. The only difference out out there is if you do something like that, you can still see so many different basins, canyons, ridges, and you're like thinking to yourself, "Man, I just want to yeah, go up there. there." But yeah. here, you can't see like past a hundred yards. It's yeah. tough. It's so thick mm-hmm. that you're like, "This is my best. These are my best odds." Yeah, it's funny you guys say that it's thick. You like, don't think of it that way. Oh, it is. It is. You know, I see why you say that, but I never really thought like thick to us is like CRP grass, mm-hmm. hedge bottoms, which are that's impossible to get through. We're used to just thick in general in our woods. Yeah, you know? Doug likes thick women. She th- but, is that uh, a true statement? Yeah. If she ain't two eighty, she ain't a lady. No, that's not true. Well, there's fat and thick. <laughs> 
Thick's like the nice way to say like you're a little. So heavy, my buddy but... in high school used to say that. By the way, that's why I brought it up. Thick. He loved. No, this was his motto. His motto was, "If she ain't two eighty, she ain't a lady." I've heard that motto. It's not a bad motto. That's it just that's what he liked to the just big saying. the big queens. But um, and yeah. he was a handsome dude, skinny dude too. So I don't know. Are what... you sure you're not talking about yourself? <laughs> this guy I know, great teeth. I've got a feeling over here. <laughs> Why are you throwing me under the bus, Marcus? Are you, are you I just, turning I, color? I saw a sparkle in your eye, and I was like, maybe. Why am I getting Devin. picked on? You turn a little red. It portfolio. First, it was Kurt picking on me. You winked. Now up. it's Marcus. <laughs> Dude, you've been on the defense every time we've got on the mic here this week. Really? You, you got, got something some, to hide? You got something bugging you? I don't know, dude. You, somebody got you kind of came unglued on me on the podcast last night. Last night? No, dude. Okay, so do you know Oliver Tree? Yeah. Dude, if you listen to his podcast, one of his podcasts, it's kind of funny. Which, he gets super aggressive, but he's just joking the whole time, right? Yeah. So when you talked about, like, the whole mule deer versus whitetail thing, I'm all like, this will be funny. I'm going to get fucking aggressive, right? <laughs> and just like, mule deer are king! You know? And then you're all like, dude, you're being a dick. And then you like... Kind of hurt my feelings. So I, was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I thought I was like going to try and make a joke, but I could see like the look in your eyes, and you're like, like, "I don't like you anymore, Devin." I'm like, All right, I'm out of here. <laughs> this got weird so fast. <laughs> well, I I, lo- uh, I like you still. Um, I think you're funny. It just didn't translate right. I thought later. Devin was too pretty for feelings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Me too. But I yeah. think you should bring the tree stand game to Utah. Dude, I might. I'm, and honestly, the saddle game's pretty, pretty rad, too. Yeah, I'm surprised. Do you guys ever hear about anybody? I know there's some guys oh, yeah. that have, but... Yeah, I know of a few guys that are testing out the saddle game out west. Really? And yeah. what what are they... For, like, a mule deer, what are they pinpointing? Saddles, just terrain features, or are they... I mean... Water, or what, what do you it's do? It's tough. It depends on the type time of year, really. Because um, can you watch... Saddles are pretty pretty... A, a pretty good spot, I'd say. Probably a wallows for elk or something. A yeah, wallows for elk. For sure. But mm-hmm. for a mule deer, do you just kind of like, oh, he did it yesterday, hopefully he does the same thing? Or do they not? You know what I mean? The thing out there is you're messing with thermals, too, which mm-hmm. I right away when I came here, that was one of the first questions I asked you. Like, are you guys worried about the thermals? Like, is that something that's on your mind? But the answer that's was situ- right away, no. But That's situational based. You know, if you're on a deep cut, like a ravine yeah, or like yeah. a, a deep cut on a creek, then... Then you do, but most so you got to get no. really strategic out west because I mean a lot of the mule deer that I'm hunting are are really up. They're up really high and they're in cliffy areas and and you're talking about a lot of elevation. Yeah. So everything comes into play. Hmm. Man, if I ever like moved out west where I was like hunting mule deer all the time, I feel like I would want to like implement my midwestern like get in front of them, playing ahead of them. And just see if I could kill it. It'd just be kind of neat. You'd me. have to be like dialed like a thousand percent, though. That's like, it's like the exact opposite of us here. Like, I would shoot a lot smaller buck, like spot and stock on the ground, than I would out of a tree stand. But it seems like it would be the other way around out there. I know what you're saying. You know what I'm Maybe saying? Maybe it doesn't translate. Like, here, the, our opportunity <laughs> to do a spot and stock on a whitetail the the percentage of success on that, or even the opportunity so to attempt it, mm-hmm. is so low. That if you got the opportunity, even if it was a buck 20 inches smaller than what you would consider your standard, mm-hmm. you still might consider shooting because it'd be a cool scenario. Yeah. 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 Whereas, like, spot and, I've spot and stocked and could have shot one buck last year, and that was the first whitetail that I can think of off the top of my head that I've ever spot and stocked up and on. Well, it just doesn't happen. Guys do use tree stands out west. What I was trying to say is 
out here, you're going to get more action. Yeah. Which is what I think is so cool about it. You know what I mean? Even if you're just seeing does, it keeps you entertained. Yeah, yeah. Like, like tonight, dude, I've seen like two small bucks, a two-point, and a couple does. Mm-hmm. You know? Is that two-point or a spike? Uh, it was a two forky? Point. It looked like this. Forky. Yeah, yeah, a little forky. But anyway, it's like, so that keeps you entertained. So my experience with tree stands, and I've killed a mule deer out of a tree stand before. Oh, you have? Really? Yeah. It's actually my first mule deer ever. No kidding. Yep. Very cool. In Utah? Yep. Yep. First cool. Lake unit. Awesome. So for me, dude, I just think like if you take if I were to take this back home, dude, I could sit in a tree stand, no shit, for a week and not see anything. Oh really? But maybe on that eighth day, that big buck I've been waiting for walks by. But it's harder to be entertained. Well, for me at least, right? Yeah. And yeah. dude, I'm not kidding you, dude. I love the bear hunt. Because it's up close and personal, it's over a bait in a tree stand. Yeah. You're talking about Trey's bear hunt in Wyoming. Yes. And now that I've done this, dude, and watch those whitetail come in consistently, dude, this the whitetail hunt out of a tree stand might end up being my favorite versus it, the bear hunt. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. It does. I mean, if you're seeing deer, you can keep sitting. But as yeah. soon as you quit seeing deer, yeah. you start feeling that wind. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about the weather out here? It's not bad. I mean, it's definitely not as dry as the western states, but I mean, it's it's perfect. I mean, this is what you'd expect for this time of year, and it gets the bucks moving. Is the terrain what you thought it would be? Yeah, yeah. For the most part, I'd say it's mm-hmm. pretty accurate. Yeah. Can you see why we're fat? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Do you agree though? No. <laughs> you guys are in tip top over here. <laughs> I mean. Uh, we're pretty shapely whitetail hunters because we move a lot, but we're still fat. Yeah. I mean, we eat a lot of Casey's pizza. Sponsor us. Um, <laughs> we need to figure that one out. Is that just in Illinois? No. It's all around. Casey's? Midwest. Midwest. Is it full Midwest based? I'm pretty, I'm pretty so. sure. Yeah, they're in Indiana. They're yeah. in Wisconsin. They're in Iowa. All the good spots. Yeah. Everywhere that it matters. But yeah, I mean, there's there's some, there's some whitetail hunters that do give us a bad rap. Just how there's some kind of like douchey Western hunters that give all you guys a bad rap. There, I mean, you get all kinds of people everywhere. But that's fun though. Like it's kind of fun to poke fun at each other like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's like you guys are in our world, and it's just so it's so fun for me. And we've done a couple podcasts while you guys are here, and that's kind of all we've been doing is like comparing contrast. But completely opposite hunting worlds, it's kind of fun to do that. It's rare we get to do that. I'll tell you what's difficult for me is all the bucks you guys have up here in the studio. Field judging these and just scoring them in my mind is so different from mule deer. I've almost had to like separate them. They're two different animals. I got to like relearn how to score a whitetail now because if I compare it to a mule deer, it just doesn't, it doesn't add up in my head. Okay. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think I'm, I can't really judge a mule deer. I don't think very well. Yeah, I can't either. I know when one's big and I know when one's probably medium, but I can't be like, Oh, yeah, that one's a 190. I could probably get close, but... Yeah, what do you use to field judge a mule deer? Do you guys go by ears, or... Oh, Devin. <clears throat> Dude, I think it just own. comes off of experience, right? Like, you've got to... You know, you've got to, like, handle a lot of mule deer. Mm-hmm. you got to look at a lot of mule deer. And I think the best way to learn how to field judge an animal is see it on the hoof and then score it, right? Mm-hmm. And then... so Kill I, it and then score it. Yep, yep. And so I think it's just experience, just like everything else, dude. Yeah. What do you think, Trey? Because you probably touch more mule deer than 
everybody in here, well, of course, the two Westies combined, with how many deer you guys kill? No, it's the same experience. Um, I mean, you just, you do enough. You can just look like you look at them white till you just like, yeah, that's that type of deer. You know? Yeah, yeah, because you guys have killed so many, you've scored so many, you've handled. See, because so I, you look at ears for a whitetail, Judd. I mm-hmm. don't even consider the ears. Like, you know, oh, yeah. he's, he's inside or outside his ears. That makes a big difference. But I'm like, I don't know. I go back, so I grew up watching Monster Bucks videos, yep. VHS videos, and mm-hmm. remember Monster Bucks. So we should bust one out. Yeah. I'll the dick one out. A, that'd be a fun drinking game. So we used to do that. So when in hunting camp with Jim Burns, um, who just passed away, and you know my dad just passed away. Both my hunting idols passed away within a year of each other from the same thing. It's kind of fucked, but yeah. Um, we used to in hunting camp. We used to watch Monster Bucks videos, and then. It would just be like hunt after hunt after hunt. There's no BS in the middle. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's so-and-so in Kansas, and then here comes the buck. The guy cranks it, and then he picks it up, recovery. It just cuts out all the meat, it's, or it's just all meat, no taters, and then it'd just be like this buck, 158, and then on to the next one. Immediately, here comes the deer, shoot, boom, there's a the score. So we would watch those and guess, mm-hmm. and you get you just learn from watching those. You look at frame. Like, I just look at a buck. I'm not, like, his ears to his beams to this. Like, I just, like, pew, scan it. I'm, like, probably 155 or whatever. So I think that's what made me judge that way is mm-hmm. look yeah. from Monster Bucks. Same thing for you, Doug. Same for me. We'll have to watch one of those tonight yeah. so you guys can kind of see. Yeah, it sounds good. Those would be fun. fun. Sounds like. Classics. Straight up immersion. Immersion? Just learning by immersion. Like yeah. Like, diving straight into it. Yeah. I thought you were referencing, like, a video or something. Like that. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, so I don't know. That's how we do it. But yeah, if you had to, if I had to, like, put money on judging a mule deer, it'd be. I mean, you guys would laugh. You know? It's interesting. Like mule deer, it's a lot of experience. But elk, I I have a few tactics that I go straight to. I mean, I start looking at frame right off the bat, and then I go to the the actual head itself and those the fronts, like your your brow tines and your seconds, how far they come to the snout, the end of the mouth. I mean, I've got a little bit of a system for elk. Uh, but a lot of it comes down at the end of the day just to experience. Yeah. Being around a lot of them, guessing, just trial and error. Yeah. See, elk, I'm just a lost cause. Haven't done it enough. You know, I can tell when I like one. <laughs> and that's the most important thing at the end of the it, day. It is. Yeah. It really so is, you gotta, too. You got to love it. The score is just a reference. Yeah. It is. Other than that, it, do, it does not really matter. Like, you know, it's I've measured a lot of whitetails for guys. I'm a measurer. And I've had guys come in ecstatic about their deer. And just freaking out, happy, overjoyful. And then I, as soon as I put that number on them, <laughs> defeated. And they leave. Mm. And it's kind of bu- a bummer. Yeah. It's not yeah. kind of a bummer. It's, it's a bummer. That's one thing the score should never do. Take the fun yeah. and love of what we do out of it. Yeah. Well, that's why, like, my elk, dude, I'm so ecstatic. Someone's like, what do you score? I'm like, not even going to measure him. I do not care. He's a five point, and I like him. You know? And, and that's like... Um, this doesn't came out yet because we haven't talked about it. Like, but tonight I shot a buck. I tagged out tonight. And then everyone's like, "What's he oh, go?" Hold on, what? I'm tagged out, man. <laughs> Kurt's tagged out. My marriage is saved. <laughs> <laughs> My marriage is saved. You could uh, dispose of the divorce papers. <laughs> yeah, shred them, honey. Sorry, Casey. <laughs> you got it for another year. Daddy's back. Yeah, Casey's trying to get my wife. She, Casey's hoping I wouldn't tag She's out. She's making play with snakes. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Kurt play-to-snakes. shot a buck. So I don't even really want to measure him, but I'm, I'm gonna. But 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 that's not what it's about. Can, can I measure him? <laughs> Mule deer guy measuring my white tail. 
You either come out really, oh, really are, big. Those are fighting Dude, words right there. It's it's all the same. Yeah, but the it's, starting point to the end point. Oh, I guess the, a whitetail is easier. So your book would be like measuring a three-point mule deer. That's true, but isn't... Um, I've only measured like a handful of mule deer, and it's been a while. Because the two is the two. Yeah. The G3 is the split. The G3 is the front fork, right? The front fork yeah. off the two. Yep. I think not a lot of people know that. So you got the G1, the eye guard, brow tine. Okay. And then you've got the G2, the G3, and then the main beam. Okay. And then a four if he's... Yep. That'd be his other fork. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then... But isn't one of the circumference measurements up the two? Yep. See, but that a, is weird to me. Well, that so the mule deer gets it because it splits on his... Typically, the mule deer would split on the G2. Mm-hmm. On a whitetail, typically they don't split on their G two. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uncommon. Yeah. So, but when you do see one, do you guys think that's cool? Because to me, I oh, think yeah. that's like yeah. really cool. When a whitetail has a split. Yep. Yep. Yeah, for sure. On the G two, for yep. sure. I think it's cool. Yeah. All right. I'll, I won't measure it, but that's, 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 that'll be cool. It's interesting. Yeah, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna measure them tonight. I don't. We're not. It's too late. Yeah, it's cold outside. <laughs> we went out there to look at them. I'm like, eh, all right, I'm it's done. Pretty good studio. <laughs> I ruined myself yesterday, no man. Table. See, you you killed your buck in very fair weather. I did. It was warm. Yeah, it was pretty damn warm. We had to get him taken care of. Like, we got your buck out of there, and yep. you guys went to work, just basically starting the process. Of, it's been chilly these last couple of days, though. Very cold. It's been real cold. Real cold. Do you wish you could have got a full sit in the cold? I mean, you sat this afternoon for a doe in the cold, but yeah. And it was fun. Don't was it was wrong. it colder than you thought? Today wasn't as bad. It wasn't as windy. See, that's that's where probably my lack of experience shined the greatest. Just because I had no idea, like how do you layer? How do you know what's going to keep you warm enough when you're just sitting? Like I had no idea. So, dude, and I, I have to relearn everything that every I had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's smart. Did you get hot or cold? I was pretty good. You're comfortable. Yeah, Eight hundred gram boots. I had Sika fanatic bibs and and jacket, which are basically just pounds of fleece. Yeah, it was awesome and bunch See, of base layers. I feel like every year, like the weather gets cold like this, I have to be like, okay, how was I layering last year? Yeah. And I just like, I got to go out and suffer. I'm like, oh man, I forgot to put this on. Mm-hmm. You know, like this morning, real quick, <laughs> I wore all my heat boost, the heaviest Huntworth bib, everything yeah. was I had, everything I had. I was like a marshmallow out there. I was too, and uh, I was I was pretty comfortable. I got I I I kind of fucked myself up though. I was way underdressed yesterday. It was so windy. And it just chilled me to the core, and I've, I'm still chilled. I feel Dude, like every one of you guys that came back, you just looked dead. Yeah. It was a brutal day. Like, you, got Dude, you didn't out. even show up yesterday because no. you were beat up. So <laughs> I was dead. I haven't I taken my my long johns or my base layers on my pants off since yesterday morning because I, I just I've had a chill. I just like laid in bed and didn't move. I almost didn't get up this morning. Ooh, I could have. I shot my buck tonight, so I could have slept in, but. <laughs> yeah, my alarm went off, and I came back. I got down kind of early and took a midday nap. I needed, like, a recharge, and Sam's like, I'm surprised you got up. It's like I laid there. I laid there with my phone on my chest, waited for my other snooze <laughs> to go off, and I'm like, ah, time to get up. It's yeah. so hard to get up in the mornings, dude. It's tough. Well, especially when you hunt all day. Like, sitting in a tree stand, yeah. it's wears exhausting. you out. It you out. It yeah, it What's does. so exhausting about it? I think it's not moving. Like you always feel better when you're active during the day. Like when you have a lazy day on the couch, like you feel like a piece of crap. You feel tired. But when you move around, you get stuff done, you always feel better. But I think like I'm, I don't really relax when I'm hunting. Like that kind of goes back. Like I don't take naps. I don't do the snack thing. I don't, I'm like, I don't, don't even bring water with me because I don't have to pee. 
you know, but, and I think I'm like on pins and needles the whole time. I think that is the number reason why I'm exhausted because my brain is like firing on, on all cylinders. Like, yeah. and I think that burns me out at the end of the day. And that's what makes me tired. Yeah. I can see that. Do you feel that way, Doug, when you sit in the stand all day? No, I'm a little less more comfortable than you are in the stand. Yeah, I'm not on pins there. and needles all the time. You're not? No. Uh, you feel like you miss more deer, though, because of that? Uh, no. I know they are. How do you sit, Marcus? When you're, <laughs> yeah, when, when, when you're in the tree, how, like, where, where on the, like, Kurt being, I'm talking in third person, most anxiety in a stand, and then Doug being, like, narcolepsy at the bottom of that <laughs> spectrum. Dude, if, am I, if I'm awake, I'm, like, my mind is focused on something, and it's hunting for sure. So you're more. I, on I can't my... relax. Yeah, I'm. I'm on okay. your end of the spectrum there. Just okay, Team Kurt, um, Devin, where are you at on the spectrum? Um, yes. Yeah, so, so I think for me, it's like just thinking too much. Is what like when I'm sitting in the stands, just thinking, thinking, thinking. about hunting. It's everything, dude. Whether it's hunting, it's work, it's my kids, it's. See, I play out Kurt scenarios. yelled at me on the podcast. Mm. You know what I mean? Still thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Still playing but, that over. Dude, so for me, like before we even started, I was, I, I was thinking like, dude, my brain just works harder or works more. It like thinks too much. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I get that. So you're more on my end of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Trey, where are you at? I'm curious because you see him call calm, cool, and collective. Like when you were sitting in, that, in the whitetail stand for the day you hunted, like do you feel like your brain was – firing on overdrive or were you pretty chilled out no it was um mainly i was just trying to soak it all and just trying to learn it was new to me yeah so it's probably different for you guys if i did it every day like you guys you know but yeah i was just trying to learn just the habits of all the animals around just kind of be attentive yeah just trying to figure it out yeah so you're three-quarter throttle probably yeah. that's cool that's fair yeah the, the processing on a new hunt i felt that way like my first time bear hunting out with you guys i was very attentive but like kind of taking in what i was doing so if it's not as cold do you still get worn out just as much i feel like that's the other half of it right that's like, like the, the physical not as still much tired though you're still yeah. tired but it's yeah like it's definitely the not there and you're shivering your body's working overtime it's like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah definitely casey where are you at with that the uh, you know anxiety level of kurt full blast doug being narcolepsy it kind of depends on the day i guess um if it's kind of a slow day i'm just kind of like all right, come on, dear. You need to move. Yeah, yeah. But if it's like today, it was really this morning. It was a really good day, and there was deer like just moving all over. Yeah, moving all over. I had I saw probably twelve deer, but it was like one here, one there, one there. But it was like enough day, to keep you alert. Yeah, all day long I was kind of high alert. Like, You're like in predator mode. Yeah, you're like, all like what's okay, up? There's one. Sweet, I'm proud one. like a kitten. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you so at, Joe? It kind of depends. Yeah, that make, that's good. Like a gold star. So you're too. like, where? Where are you at? On the, give me a number. Doug being one, me being ten. Mm, kind of probably in the middle. Okay, that's fair. Like when it's warm and they're not really moving that well, you know. It's hard like, to be in it. Yeah, like if you're hunting in the afternoon, it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to sit here for a couple hours before the deer even start moving. Uh-huh. So the you're just kind of chilling, maybe mm. looking at your phone. I think that's about that's watching accurate. The birds. That's accurate for me too. She said it better. Okay. It's like if the deer are coming in, you're like the predator. Yeah. If they're not coming in, you're like thinking about stupid shit that you don't need <laughs> exactly. to worry about. You know what I mean? Yeah. All the emails you got to yeah. check. It's like, yeah. fuck. <laughs> Some 12 years ago. Where's that deer at? Save my soul. <laughs> Where's Judd at on this? 
So it kind of depends for me on like how much work I put into getting into the tree. Like if I'm hopping in a preset and I kind of know, like Casey said, that they're not going to be there till an hour before dark, like I'm just comfy and probably at like a one or two with Doug. But like if I I'm, do a hang and bang in a new spot, like I'm probably an 11, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Which is, you have to be. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Interesting combo. There's a skill to sitting. There is. There is. In a weird way. There kind of is. I feel like I'm really bad at it right now. You know, it's I just, it's I, so different. I sit a lot. I sit and lean. Do you stand a lot? Mm, that's like fifty fifty. Yeah, I lean. If I if I I, I never just stand up or I'll you're, fall you're asleep. You're standing fifty percent of the time. Yeah, I'll fall asleep. I'm leaning fifty percent of the time. Probably a narcolepsy. But I might I might sit more than I stand. I don't know. I feel like too when it's colder, I'm more alert because it kind of helps keep you warmer. Yeah, <laughs> if that makes sense, it does. Like, I know the last, well, Friday afternoon and today it was cold, and I kind of had to be more alert to stay warm because otherwise I'm just sitting there. And I shiver bad yeah. when it cuts through me, and that's isn't that like a, a tactic to your body to try and keep warm? Yeah. Like yeah. a natural tactic? So when it's, I think when it's warmer, I'm more relaxed, and then yeah. kind of like if it happens, it happens, but when it's colder, it's like, all right, anything can happen at this point, and... I got to be ready, so, mm-hmm. and it kind of helps keep you, I think it helps keep you warmer, too, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I do. Hey, guys, sorry to interrupt the episode. Hope you're enjoying it. We want to take a quick second, and I uh, got Devin Leonard here actually talk about one of our great partners at Hunter's Box Club. So, you've heard us talk about it in the past. You've seen Clint support on CC Hunt Files. Uh, maybe you've subscribed in the past and got some shirts. Um, if you forgot about it or you don't know what it is, Devin's going to break it down for you. That's right, guys. So we've designed a T-shirt for the working class bow hunter crew, and we're going to give you guys this box for free. All we ask is that you guys cover shipping. Mm-hmm. Now, the episode before we said that we were going to limit it, limit it to a hundred. Well, before we could actually stop it, we had 140 people take advantage of that offer. So we now have to print more shirts no matter what. So what we're going to do is we're going to print another 140. So that means we have another 100 boxes that can go out. You have to order before November. and For the end of November. Yep. Yep. Before the end of November. And there's only going to be 100. And this time we have to stop it because we won't have time to print before the next month. Right. Um, and, and, and. If we sell a hundred more, Devin's gonna pay for my tag to go on a coos deer hunt in Mexico. Yeah. So I really want to go to Mexico and do this, and I really want Devin to eat his words and have to pay <laughs> for my tag. So if you can help us out with those hundred boxes, it's the price of shipping. Yep. So guys, what's super cool? This is going to be an exclusive T-shirt designed just for working class bow hunter. Um, Eric, uh, okay. Kurt, do you want to talk about the shirt? Yeah. So we wanted to do a kind of like a whitetail camp. Type yeah. <laughs> design. And I was like, it'd be cool to do like a working class bow hunter studio or like a cabin, like in the woods and all this, you know, just like the classic hunting camp tradition um, that us whitetail hunters love so much. And uh, Devin's designer's like, well, whitetails are cool, but here's an elk instead. <laughs> and, and it came out. I was like, that's actually super, super cool. I was like, run it with the elk. The elk's cool. I just killed an elk. Yep. It kind of fits. So uh, the design's really cool. I haven't seen a design quite like it. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty pumped on it. The elk is cool. It's a good touch. Yep. Now, guys, the only way to take advantage of the offer to send Kurt to Mexico <laughs> is you have to click the link in the podcast notes. If you click any other link, it's not going to give you guys that offer, and you won't get the T-shirt. So th- click the link in the podcast podcast notes, mm-hmm. 
and the t-shirt and box is yours. Yep. One to three surprise item in every box. There's you're, some good stuff in there, too. Yeah, so with, in, in, in this giveaway, you guys are going to get the working class bow hunter t-shirt. You're going to get a working class bow hunter. And CC uh, Hunt Files koozie. And, yep. And then you're also going to get the measuring tape. The measuring tape sweet. From the working class bow hunter to tape out your next big whitey. That's right. That's right. Well, thanks, buddy. I'm excited. Okay. Help me go to Mexico. I feel like I'm trying to win a sweepstakes. <laughs> <laughs> I just awesome. want you to lose this like bet. Like, well, I'll do it if we buy a hundred more. Or... Dude, I'm going to lose no matter. Well, yeah. So I'm going to lose Maybe. my yeah because Mexico is not cheap. Unless people just don't want me to go and they're just uh, like, no. A hundred boxes, you get to go to Mexico, dude. That's a good deal for you, bro. Well, I appreciate it. And not only that, dude, I want you to experience Mexico because you're gonna have fun. It'll be a blast. All right, guys, thanks for supporting this. Back to the episode. Hope you're enjoying it. So, Marcus, what would you do different next year? What would I do next year? I don't. First off, I gotta say, like, based off all your comments, just barely, like, I gotta say, you guys are mentally freaking tough out here. Like, you hear about that with like backcountry hunts and these gnarly, like, gnarly environments and stuff. But dude, out here, you guys are freaking tough. Like, it takes some serious patience and strategy. It's mm-hmm. cool. It's cool to see you guys in your element, just killing big bucks. Cool. Like, I, I appreciate that. I couldn't do it. I can't like you're capable of it. I'm I'm just learning right now, but it's, it's really cool to see you guys doing that next year. I should probably wait a little bit longer before I shoot something. Uh, (laughs) I love it though, though, but But still a first dude. dude, Yeah. Yeah. You're not saying you regret it though. He's just saying next year he'd wait. Just cause I want to, I want to soak in the hunt just a little bit more. I mean, it was a blast, but I mean, the whole time I was in the stand, like every day I've been in it, I just, I'm focusing on all these things. Like I'm trying to, bring my universe into your universe. I'm thinking about the wind and, and watching what happens based off of stuff that I've taken from my environments. And, and I just want to keep spending more time, to be honest. I think it's going to take that to actually learn the the tricks of the trade for sure. Be successful out here. Definitely. Yeah. There's a lot to process. Just like when we go out there, you know, it's like, man, we gotta get better at this, but it's damn fun. Yeah. The learning so much fun. Yeah. It is. Very fun. Well, man, I'm glad you came out. I'm glad you got one. I'm glad we all got to hang yeah, out and congrats. have a good time. Yeah, thank congrats. You. Yep, I'm really grateful for you guys. I'm I'm stoked. I got to spend some time with all of you. It's been so rad. I love having new friends, and and you guys are some of the best of the best. Thanks, man. Well, looking forward to a lifelong friendship and a great partnership continuing. And we're gonna see him at ATA too. So we're gonna make him. Oh yeah. Uh-oh. We're gonna make him take go us out, out to, to dinner, dinner. man. <laughs> I'll, we'll we'll take you out to dinner. We'll go party. You'll drive us. Does Kendall go to ATA? Yeah, we'll <laughs> oh, Kendall yeah. goes to ATA, don't he? Yeah, yeah, he went last year. Yeah, okay, for sure. Yeah, I've talked to him there in the past. Yeah, he won't be in Italy. I only saw you guys for like five seconds. We were both year. running to meetings, I think. Yeah, we were we were running to shoot a video. I think it was with Tethered actually, and you guys were going to shoot a podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I got to get our podcast scheduled together for ATA. I got to book our hotel. We got our the Rubline Marketing Room. Slash- that's January, right? It's the January yeah. like sixth and seventh yeah. in that ballpark. Sweet, I'm so pumped. I love ATA. Like, I love it too, but but it's like all our buddies are at one spot, and you can't hang out with everybody in one weekend. I will say it is like one big petri dish for whatever bug is going around. Last <laughs> year, dude, everyone had COVID. Everybody did. Everyone did, and no one was saying every anything. But like, you'd walk past someone and they're coughing and sniffling, and it's like, oh, everybody gosh, had. Don't it. say anything, but well, everybody went to. <clears throat> Well, it was in Louisville last year, right? Yeah. Because it's going to be an Indy this year. Louisville sucks compared to Indy. Really? Have like you ever been to the Indy? Better. No. ATA, Indy's so much better. Everything's connected by the Hampshire tunnels from the hotel, the convention center. Oh, no. Everything's connected. 
where Louisville, it's like the show in downtown and restaurants is like 15, 20 minutes apart. Louisville, you don't leave. You park your truck for the weekend once everything's set up, and you don't go back until you're leaving the show. It's badass. That's going to make it a lot better. It's so much better because... All the bar, that's where the real business goes down. The, like the, hey, handshake professional stuff, but then the deals go down at the bars and you get to hang out with your buddies. That's, it's awesome. So dude, fun. I, I think what I love most is just all the new gear. Dude, I geek out. I am a gear nut. Like, uh, man, it's just so fun seeing all the new stuff that everyone's coming out with, all the new bows, the sights, the stabilizers, yeah. tree stands, blinds. I mean, there's just so much cool stuff. And yeah. if the hunting industry is one thing, I think it's just innovative. They're always trying to get better at stuff, and yeah. I think it's super rad. Mm-hmm. I, we we normally podcast our butts off at ATA, and I'm hoping we can pull back and not do as many. One year we did 17 podcasts in two days. Holy yeah. Smokes. And I think that's a record for our industry. I'm over, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I don't Those want to do Russians. that again. It's <laughs> a lot of milk. Uh, <laughs> this is too much. I'd like to do like two a day. I'd like, be nice. I like two a day, and then yeah. we can do our meetings, do two podcasts a day, and there'll be better podcasts because we're not like mentally. Problem exhausted. is, once you get there, there's so many people there, and you're like, oh, we got to do this yeah, podcast and this one, and, and the opportunity is so high that you can't pass it out. It is too, but you know, it's like with our partners, we'll do podcasts with our partners at ATA, but. I just want to be like, we have a studio. You guys come hang out for like a night or a whole weekend, yeah. and we could actually have a real meeting and a real like relationship builder. Yeah. Kind of like yeah. you came out. Well, it, exactly that. If we did the podcast at ATA this year, we would not have near the same connection as we yeah, dude, do I mean, now. I met your families. Like, it's so rad. You yeah. guys are cool, and we've got to spend some time together, hunt together, and it's just different. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's way better. It's amazing. But yeah, it's like we built, we have the studio for that, you know? Yeah. We'll podcast with randos at ATA and some of the shows. The studio's for family, you know? <laughs> awesome, man. Where can people find you guys? Oh, we're all over. Check us out on YouTube for BlackOvis.com, our social, Instagram, Facebook. We're kind of just all over the place. But definitely check us out. We do rad giveaways every single month. This month, we're giving away two e-bikes from Baku. Pretty rad. Last month, we gave away a bear hunt in British Columbia. That's pretty wow. sweet. And Did I win? <laughs> If uh, I'm going to have to look over that again. I don't think so, though. <laughs> if you are signing up, just a heads up. There's so many scammers out there. Just be careful. Don't give anyone your credit card info. Like We're not asking for that. We're going to email the winners, but just use a little bit of common sense. I, I get messages you. for our partners doing giveaways daily. You ever notice on Instagram, like... When a company's doing a giveaway, how many fake accounts oh my of that you company have start? no mm-hmm. idea. It's a nightmare. How do they know? Dude, and I'll get like hundreds of messages from yeah. people. They're like, hey, I got this message. Did I win? I gave them my credit card info. And I'm like, why would you do that? Mm, like dang. you just won something. You don't need to give them your credit card info. And and we, we talk about it in every message that we give out. We're like, beware of scammers. Yeah. yeah. Be careful. But, dude, I, I it's mean. like, how'd you fall for that? Their name was Black Otter. Not black oak. Seriously. <laughs> for real. <laughs> Different animals. Yeah, that's true, man. It's it's crazy. We had um, at Iowa Classic of all places when we're the busiest, we had an Indonesian oh. chapter of Working Class Bowhunter get fired up on Facebook mm-hmm. that we were in the middle of doing a giveaway. I can't remember with who, but yeah. HHA. It was an HHA it deal at the time. Tetra, yeah. Oh, uh, you're right. And it was like 
they knew their stuff too. They they, they did. posted all our podcasts on the page to make it seem legit. Yeah, like well, they that's, went that's back what they do. They'll they'll take our Instagram copy. and they'll copy every single photo so it looks like us. Yeah, but then the name has like six S's or an underscore here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ours was uh, working class bow hunter, but podcast had two D's in it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. That's their jam. And it's so annoying. And mostly, Damn Indonesians. Mostly I feel bad for all the people getting scammed. Yeah, like, it's bullshit. It sucks. It sucks big time. But you just got to you gotta look for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you do. And next time we do a giveaway through Working Class Bowhunter, Doug will call you personally, and uh, you'll know it's him. You hear his mustache bristling on the phone. <laughs> it's softer than you think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. <John. laughs> we had this conversation before the podcast the other night. We're like, hey, just rub that thing on the on the microphone. And he did it. There was no sound. I was disappointed. Oh. It's like velvet. Yeah, I thought yeah, it'd be velvet. more bristly. Give us a bristle. Is that because you put a bunch of like mustache oil in it or what? Mm. We're getting well, to that. Get he takes care Uh-oh. of it. Uh-oh. Go ahead. Hold on. Give us a bristle. Nope. Move on. Uh-oh. <laughs> there will be no announcements. Can't even hear it. It is soft. Okay. Very, very sneaky. We're going to have to crank the decibels on that one. Yeah, I'll have to really just enhance that audio. Enhance. enhance. All right. I was going to do roundtable, but I think we've, we're all kind of in the same spot. We've roundtabled a lot at the end of this. Thanks, Marcus. Yeah, thank you guys for having yeah, me. Thank you. Pumped you guys first whitetail. Yeah. yeah. Congrats, buddy. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome, Buck. You guys are the best. Shout out to Todd, by the way. Yes, dude. Todd's the man. I was hoping he's going to make Todd. it tonight, but he's at a Carrie Underwood concert. You guys, you guys went above what? it. What? I would have gone. <laughs> Todd, where you at, bro? Me too. You know what he told me last night? He's like, dude, I'm going to hit you up. We're going to talk more. Dude, we can talk, but Carrie Underwood? Where you at, bro? <laughs> Takes me. He's probably, he probably took his wife. I understand, dude. Don't worry about it. That would be a good time to get a hold of that. Carrie Underwood. Okay. He took his daughter. Got to get a hold of that good notebook dad. of his. You guys, you guys went above and beyond, you and Todd, to, to help me get into a spot. And I know Kendall really wanted to come out, too. He was bummed he couldn't make it. But thank you. You guys are seriously awesome. Yeah, I'm glad it worked out, man. You're welcome. It's been fun. All right, everybody. Anyone? Anything else to add? Before we get out? You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. Later. with Saltwater Experience, brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts, every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.